When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 161, the Mike Rabel press conferences where he gets asked stupid questions and gets the Forrest Whitaker eye of Sode. <laughs> That's a good way to describe Rabel's, you know, just frustrations with the reporters. And he gets, yeah. it's not that he gets que- dumb questions like every single time he goes up there. But I mean, in the offseason, maybe training camp at the end of the season where you're announcing some changes and maybe uh, there's this one guy on the radio who just kind of takes it upon himself to draw some attention towards himself and asks, well, why didn't you fire the special teams coordinator out of absolutely nowhere? Like you can't blame Rabel for some of those, for some of those, uh, you know, his, of his famous facial expressions, but yeah. uh, that that's a, that's a good. So title for, especially where we are today in this. So, yeah, I definitely like like one eye is like definitely smaller than the other. And you could tell like one more dumb question. He's going to just absolutely like he's just going to twitch and like his head's just going to he's going to start shaking. Steam's going to come out his ears and he's just uh, 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 boom and then just explode. And then then we'll be on the coaching market again. I love the I, I, dark I love day you, for I, I just fans. love how you can kind of like tell Vrabel's mood like his body language he doesn't try and hide his body language like you you'll know yeah. how Vrabel is feeling based on his body language like there's no right there's there's no hiding his mood at all right I know it makes me want to play poker with him so that so title <laughs> came to us via Jordan Lowry at Viking Dad underscore four he's he submitted some so titles before in the past we appreciate him we are out of so titles now so we need a fresh new batch if you want to submit a so title for next week just tweet at us with something obscure about the Titans and we'll name the so that and give you credit so at Titan up pod on Twitter send it to us and let's 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 load up with some so titles. Let's get some funny ones in there because Tuppers, you guys are hilarious, and um, which will be on further display later on in the sode. We have got something from a Tupper that we are definitely going to share, and it is it needs to be shared. Honestly, we are going to hit that a little bit later. Um, not a ton to get into this sode, but that doesn't mean it's not a great sode. Um, We've got a lot to get into, and if we miss anything, of course, I'm sure we're missing probably the biggest story of the week, and if we are, I'm sure Anthony Lehman will keep us uh, <laughs> intact with that, which thank you for the accountability there. But um, we're going to get into the Titans potentially moving up to three, maybe not. I don't know. We'll get into all that. Uh, Jared Stillman was put on absolute blast by our dear Uncle Jim. Going to get into that, and... um and yeah, just a couple of other things as well. But before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting up all day at work. They've got zero gravity chairs. They've got chairs where you can sit at your desk and you're in a neutral position so that your posture only improves while you work, which is you know, a, a total change from being hunched over at your computer, typing or writing on your desk um, where, where, you know, your your posture is compromised. So go check them out if you need some of that for your back and your neck. If you need help sleeping through the night, you've got insomnia, you toss and turn throughout the night, you don't sleep well. They've got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night. I was looking at the site before we came on today, Austin, and they've got wedge pillows as well for those of you guys who like to sit up in bed and maybe read before you go to bed. So go check them out if you need one of those. 
But they're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's located right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater. If you're unable to get there in person, they've got a great site online. You can see everything that's in the showroom at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is April 5th, 2023. That's right. We are in a brand new month. And how many of you out there are like the people that are like, man, can you believe it's April already? <laughs> we yeah you know there's a lot of people out there hitting like that's the the new conversation starter now that like march madness is over we went from who you got in the super bowl to uh oh who you got winning who you got in your final four this year to now it's like can you believe it's april which will then slowly descend into how about this weather? And it's really just conversation starter to kind of fill the time. Like if you're waiting for an elevator with someone, or if you're in an elevator with someone or waiting in line with someone, it's just, it's literally just to get you like to break up that monotonous, awkward silence. And right now it's uh man, can you believe it's April already? Where does the time go? Yeah. There, there's like checkpoints in every single year. It's kind of like the first month of each season. I feel like people do that in maybe, uh, you know, April's kind of the first one, September, the second, like, oh, I mean, football's right around the corner. It's getting, you know, the leaves on the trees are changing. And then December, it's like, can you believe it's December? Christmas yeah. is almost here. Yeah. It's the Have same you started your holiday shopping? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so, Jack, um, I got good news, bad news. Which do you want to hear first? You know, uh, let, let's go bad news first. Let's go back. Okay. I, I want to end on a pick me up. Okay. So the good news is it's April Ugh. already. Okay. That's good news. Bad news is uh, still five more months left until actual football. Yeah, but it's draft month. So we've got that to look forward to. I see. And this is where you and I differ. I absolutely hate the draft. Well, I hate I, the draft. I, I, I hate the buildup to the draft. This is like, I'm living in my hellish nights, hellish nightmare landscape right now. That is I, what I'm going through. I get that. I'm, I, I mostly say that because of all the BS and the smoke screens and the lies and the rumors, this is the last month we have to hear it. And then, yeah. you know, once, once those last few days in April come through, it's over. And then you get to actually like watch now that, I mean, this is equally as dumb, but you get to watch grown men practice and really just kind of do. Oh yeah. Then comes OTAs months. talk and who doesn't show up to OTAs, the voluntary OTAs and who's got to go hit their inhaler. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Which draft picks are not panning out the way we had hoped. Um, that <laughs> A month is... after being drafted. Yeah. Gosh, this is this offseason is absolutely crawling. It is crawling right now. And it's not there's no end in sight. Now it is I I will say this. We did get hit with some news this week, which kind of did excite some of us, I guess. Uh kind of lift up, at least gave us something tangible to talk about in the fact that the Titans reportedly shopping around to like look to move up to number three. We the Arizona Cardinals not needing a quarterback since they've got Kyler Murray locked up thinking about trading down to like a quarterback hungry team. And the mm. Titans name was thrown out there by Daniel Jeremiah. Now this today, right before we actually came on earlier today with Pat McAfee was shot down by the man who kind of started these rumblings in the first place. Daniel Jeremiah and it, it, this like just him, like basically it was basically said, Hey, um, yeah, I know I, I mentioned them as a name, but I didn't, I wasn't like reporting anything. I, I wasn't saying that, Oh, this is official. This is what's going on. Yada, 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 which leads me down the path of Jack. I got to ask you is everything we've gotten worked out 
worked up about this offseason turned out to be absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes, but that's every offseason for every I, team. Sh- sure. Well, I think uh, I think especially especially Titans fans cuz let's 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 run through the gauntlet real quick. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry reportedly being shopped at the combine to be traded. What? Derrick Henry traded? You can't trade Derrick Henry or you got to trade Derrick Henry. You got to get what he's worth right now when while you still can. <laughs> that turned out Nope, the Titans actually were not shopping Derrick Henry. Yeah, and that, it was all hearsay. That lasted about three days in total. Yeah. Which uh, was Ken- three days longer than it should have lasted. Sure, sure. And then I think it was probably what pretty much the very next week, Kevin Byard uh, asked to take a pay cut and then asked to see his release. Uh, what? Uh, where'd this come from? I thought we were in good standing with Kevin Byard. Turns out we're not. And then a lot of people were like, yeah, how dare Kevin Byard ask for... Uh, uh, you know, not not take a pay cut for the betterment of the team, and then and then how dare the Titans ask Kevin Byard for a pay cut? Uh, like that's just ridiculous, and everyone's getting all worked up over that. And then Rand Carthen comes out and says, "Nah, no, it's uh, we're not. Uh, we yeah, like we we explored the idea of you know potentially renegotiating Kevin Byard's contract, but you know he never asked for his release or anything like that." Okay, so I guess it's not as bad as we made it out to be, the relationship there. And then finally, this week's flavor of the week, okay, (laughs) comes via the Titans moving up to number three in the draft, according to Daniel Jeremiah on his podcast, said it in passing, and then he completely... um, shoots that down on his podcast. He said, can I give you the team that I've been told to keep an eye on that's exploring this and looking into this again, this is just people around the league who said, do not sleep on numero 11. Okay. That's first of all, it would be numero once. Does my man not know? Yeah. What's going on there? I mean, if you're going Spanish, you got to finish the sentence in Spanish. Yeah. You don't say numero 11. What? Like that's, that's like, Taco Bell, okay? You can't mix an English, a Spanish word with an English word, okay? Quesarito. That's kind of of both. Cheesy cheesy gordita crunch. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say this about the report. So Jeremiah said that he heard from a couple of GMs around the league that, yeah, the Titans were interested in possibly moving up to number three or at least exploring the idea. Uh, Numero three. Numero three. Then, you know, he, he walks it back a little on McAfee's show, but our very own Buck Rising confirmed that idea and confirmed it. Not, not that it was a really report from Jeremiah, but more so of a uh, of just, oh, I guess it was. I mean, he reported that teams around the league were talking about it. So Buck actually went through an independent source to confirm that. So that, that it's it's very real. This is, this is a real thing that's happening. Yeah. Which, I mean, the, whether or not there's, there's, you know, actual, I, I don't know, whether or not this really re- materializes at the end of the day, we'll never know. And we probably won't know until draft day because you're not going to make that trade until you see who's available at three on draft night. But yeah, it, the oh. reason why people are taking this seriously is because Rand Carthon, when he was with the 49ers, they traded up from the 12th overall pick to number three to go get Trey Lance. Now, that has famously kind of fallen on its face. Lance hasn't really produced anything. He's hasn't really been healthy enough to produce. So is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? I don't know. Does it excite me? Is it is it interesting to talk about? Are there legitimate connections between the Titans and the Arizona Cardinals who just hired Monty Austinfort? To be their GM, sure. I, I think that there, uh, there's at least smoke here. Yeah, and uh, the Monty Austinfort connection, I don't know if is is necessarily as strong as we want to make it. You know, make people believe because, I mean, keep in mind, Monty worked with John Robinson. Monty worked close with you know, the I guess the previous regime, if I want to use uh, fancier sports media terms, but I. I, so I don't know what the relationship there is with with Rand Carthon, but what I will say is I Titans fans. I mean, and not just Titans fans. I I, I say Titans fans because we are Titans fans, but all NFL fans will get worked up over 
news or, or tidbits or even just mentions of their teams in a national podcast, such as Daniel Jeremiah's. And even though he did, he he mentioned, he just had two teams to keep an eye on with the trade-ups were the Raiders and the Titans. I, but that's just like right now, uh, you should expect the Titans to be making phone calls to be looking into making these exploratory, I, I guess, like searches into what it could look like to move up to three, whether that's for a quarterback, whether that's for, uh, you know, uh, one of the highly touted defensive players that are, that are high up in the draft. It like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It just, it's, I, all I'm saying is I I like this shouldn't be as big of news as we're making it out to be just because, yeah, teams do that. Teams like they cover all their bases. They make sure. OK, boom. Much like right now, like they're meeting with CJ Stroud at his pro day. They're you know, they're meeting with Hendon Hooker. They're meeting with like quarterbacks. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to move up for a quarterback. That's just what teams do. They they cover all their bases. Uh, I agree, but at the same time, you just meant let, let's go through some of the quarterbacks they've met with. They were one of four teams to meet with CJ Stroud privately at Ohio State's Pro Day. Just four teams met with him. The Titans, who picked number eleven, they were one of them. That's that that's kind of huh. They're they're looking into CJ Stroud. Maybe it's an Ohio State Vrabel connection. Maybe maybe there's a trade up potential there. We do know we do know Vrabel only likes to work with those people he's familiar with. So. <laughs> I mean, maybe we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't sleep on that. Maybe there is smoke to that, to that gun right there. MPF actually worked out. Uh, I thought he had a decent rookie year. I don't know what PFF says. Um, you can go to F words pod to get his PFF. <laughs> but the Titans also had private meetings with Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Now they've got a top 30 visit scheduled with Tennessee's Hendon hooker. I mean, this is just like a lot. And I understand you got to turn over every single rock to figure out, you know, how to improve this roster and especially how to bolster your quarterback room. It's the most important position in sports. And Tannehill's contract ends at the end of the season. Yeah. But they're doing a little extra, don't you think? Don't don't you think for a team that would pick 11th, meeting with all of these different quarterbacks is, most of which will be off the board by the time the 11th pick rolls around, is just a little, it's a little hairy. I mean, it, I, I think that an alarm has to go off at some point there. And, you know, whether or not they do it remains to be seen, but you're not going to trade up to three and take a defensive player. You, if you trade up to three and you give up multiple first-round picks in the future, you're going to find your damn quarterback. Yeah, well, yes, maybe, right? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, because, I mean, if, if let's say C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are, are gone, and, and I, look, I know Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, gosh, I, I don't understand the hype around those guys to me, the Will Levis and Anthony Richardson feel so much like Blaine Gabbert, where if you talk to anyone who was a fan of Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, maybe some Kentucky fans will, will hype up Will Levis just because that's, I mean, that's what big blue nation does, but they don't have a lot up there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, if you talk to anyone from Florida, they'll be like, why is everyone hyping Anthony Richardson? It's the way kind of Mizzou fans were with Blaine Gabbert. Um, you know, the, the, the ones that truly watched football were like, why is Blaine Gabbert being sprung up this, this board to be like a top draft pick? Like we watched every single one of his games. He wasn't that great in college. What just because of his size and his strength like that, I think, I mean, Tim Tebow right there proved to us that like, just because like you have size and strength at one level does not necessarily mean it equates to the next level. And sure, I don't but... know. I, I just feel like, I feel like there's, there's, there's outside. I, I do think CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are the two best possible quarterbacks out of this draft. But, totally agree. But I, with that said, I don't think this is a great quarterback draft class. I don't think that's, I, I like Bryce Young. I feel like what's his ceiling. Like to me, it, he screams to attack attack of Viloa, and w- w- here we are in what year four of Tua, and we still don't know what he is. Yeah, I, I will say Tua is kind of a bit. Uh, he's one of the harder. I don't know if harder is the right word, but he's he's a difficult quarterback to really judge, just with all of the injuries that have come along with him. But 
I agree. There's, there's kind of two well, at the top. And Bryce Young's smaller than Tua, though. So, like, yeah. is that not a concern? I Not unless you're, like, tiny. I don't – like, for me at least. I know some people, you know, would like to have their quarterback look, you know, John, the uh, John Elway guy, where you want Paxton Lynch, who could start at small forward for the Lakers. But – I don't know. I, I I feel like today's game has changed, and most of these quarterbacks can run. And the Tebow thing is interesting, but he came before Josh Allen did. Josh Allen has changed a lot of people's perspectives on what a quarterback can look like and how they can test at the combine, which, you know, Anthony Richardson, clear winner of the combine this year. But he's only started 13 games, and neither him or Levis have won a lot of big games in college. Now, the outlier, right. the, you know, the wild card of this draft class, Hendon Hooker. He's a little bit older than these guys. He's coming off an ACL. He's expected to be ready to go by the start of the season. But, I mean, all things considered, this is probably a red shirt type season for Hooker in the NFL. So do you want to use a first-round pick or even, you know, a top 11 pick on a guy like Hooker? It's quite a gamble, and well, especially I mean, coming out of the system that he's coming out of. I think even if you do, if the Titans were, and I don't think they're going to, but if the Titans did move up to get a quarterback, I think, yeah, this upcoming season is going to be a redshirt season. It's not, it's not going to be a, no matter who he's going to come in and start. Yeah. Because you still got Tannehill under contract. And I think that would be wise. I like what, no matter how you feel about Tannehill, I think at very least, like if you get a quarterback, you don't rush the quarterback, the rookie quarterback out, throw him out to the wolves right away. Let him sit under Tannehill, let Tannehill, you know, teach him what he can about the the sport. And people always say you make your your biggest adjustments from your rookie year to your sophomore year as as a player. Like the game because like it slows down for you. Whereas if you make that jump without any of that like intermediate downtime, that year of studying, you know, that that year of redshirting, if you will, then it's it's just going to be that much worse for for yeah. the player. But I don't know. I I and and Hendon Hooker. I want to say I want to say this. Look, I'm not I'm not. You know, we 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 crack our jokes at Tennessee Balls all the time. But I I want to do have an honest discussion real quick about Hendon Hooker because Hendon Hooker I think is a very very talented player. But I do think there's a difference between talent at the collegiate ranks versus how it translates to the pros. And and I say this as, as a fan. Obviously, I went to the University of Missouri and I was there for the Chase Daniel days and I saw up close and personal, there's a difference between mastering in a college offense and then being able to have those tools and those skills translate to the NFL. Look, I hope Hendon Hooker does great. I'm a I'm a fan of his. I I I hate how his season ended last year. I want to see him do extremely well. I just don't think, and I hope I'm proven wrong. I do. I hope I'm proven wrong, but I don't think he's going to translate into the next level because I think he was put in the perfect system at Tennessee. I think Josh Heupel's offense and Hendon Hooker's skill set was the perfect marriage. Like it, it was, it, and that's what you need in college football to put together a season like Tennessee just had. You need that perfect storm of the perfect talent meets the perfect system, and that's what you got. It was the the perfect storm. I don't think Hendon Hooker is going to be able to find. I mean, he's not going to find an offense like Tennessee ran at the pro level. You're just not going to find that, and I just don't think you're going to be able to best tap into Hendon Hooker's skills at the NFL level the way Josh Heupel was able to at the college level. Is that is that fair to that's say? Fair. Or am I that's I fair. Mean, like, well of course I'm I'm asking friggin' number one Tennessee hater on the planet, but <laughs> but, but I can I you know I can I can I can take off my Vandy my Vandy goggles here. Like Hinden Hooker threw what I think it's 58 touchdowns and five yeah. picks at Tennessee. I mean Incredible. that's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. However I think the Titans right now and what Titans fans want is one of these quarterbacks that can elevate the offense by themselves. I think that Hooker at the NFL level, you know, whether or not he gets to start at some point in his career or not, I don't think he's a guy that makes everyone around him better. I think that he's more of a, you know, a plug in a good situation, which the Titans coming, no matter who the Titans take at quarterback, this is not a good situation right now. I, and I don't know that Hooker can elevate the game, elevate the guys around him. I don't know if he's that good of a passer. But he is—he takes care of the football. 
He's a guy that's going to play in the NFL for a long time because he makes good decisions and he's smart and he knows how to read defenses and he's got enough arm talent to get by. But I just don't know that he's the guy to kind of, you know, turn the page with for, for, for from the Titans' perspective. You know, you know, yeah, he, 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 he he's, he's, make he's like, right, he's the hero Tennessee deserves, but he's not the hero they need right now because it's it's not he's not going to be. He's not. Look, first of all, we know is is he's on a bum knee right now, so you don't want to put the entire weight of a franchise on him to begin with. But like, you literally not right now. Like, he's not the kind of guy that is where the Titans are at as a franchise. Where I think they should be tapping into that as the future of what's potentially next after Tannehill's contract is up. I mean, you got to be damn sure if you're Rand Carthon to come in your first draft. And with one of your first two picks in the draft, you draft a quarterback who's coming off an ACL injury, who's right, also right. probably going to be like 27 before he actually gets a chance to help your team out. Yeah. I mean, that that's just a gamble that I can't see them taking. And but again, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong on Hendon Hooker. And, and look, I've been wrong before. I thought the Kansas City Chiefs were moronic and doomed for another 10 years of failure when they traded up to draft Patrick Mahomes. Okay. <laughs> I'll own it. I'll own when I'm wrong. And I, I, and so I hope I'm wrong here, but I, there, there, there've been people that I've been surefire right about though, too, as well. Blaine Gabbard, I knew was not going to amount to anything at, at the pro level. Uh, and I, I, I saw a lot of him. There was really anyone outside of like Andrew Luck. I was never really like surefire. Even, uh, Jake Locker, when Jake Locker was drafted by the Titans, I was excited because it was like, oh, okay, maybe they'll get good again. The Titans. Cause we were in a dark place then. But, but, but the biggest knock of Jake Locker was his accuracy coming out of, of Washington His and that's not like a skill set you can teach. It's not like, oh, your completion percentage just can get better in the NFL. Like, no, it's you're either good at things or you're not. And if you're not good at things at college, you're not going to just magically get good at them at the pro level. And we saw that firsthand with Jake Locker. And I I feel like that's just something like... I don't know. I, I we we get so hung up in this like in this uh media cycle of these players and we see their highlights over and over on Sports Center and we just assume like oh they're going to pan out and they're going to be the next great thing for for our franchise when very rarely are any of them ever yeah, that. It's it's tricky. I mean that's why that's why the GMs I mean there's so many GMs that get fired and so many GMs that really I mean, you can never fire based on how they can evaluate the quarterback position. If it was that easy, you just take the most, you know, the most efficient passers in college and boom, they do the same thing at the next level. But that's not how it goes. Even though that Hooker completed like 70% of his passes in college, like that's not going to happen at the next level. And you're not going to have guys running wide open down the sidelines either, especially, I mean, especially in Tennessee, right? At least right now. We'll see what the Titans do with that first pick. But if they do trade up, there's a, it's a matter of compensation, right? You, what what would be worth it? Uh, how much is too much to give away in order to jump from eleven to three? See, I I just I I and I know I know the Titans kind of like how they've been in cap hell the last two years. I know what's looming. I'm I'm a big procrastination guy. You know, I put everything off to the last minute, and I know that this Tannehill cul-de-sac that we've been driving down. Is coming to the we're we're know, we're at a dead end. We're we we're almost the dead at, end we're at almost yeah we're almost to the cul-de-sac. Okay, we're gonna have to turn around and come back. And I know that they need to be prepared in terms of the next uh, who's guy going to be under who's going to be under center next. Life sure. after Tannehill, but so you know my the, my my ideal my ideal would be to not go with a rookie quarterback or in the draft. My ideal would be to go with someone who's already panned out in a trade. You know, like. Like, for example, like this year, like go after like a Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, like go after really? a player. No, no, well, no, not, not it's him. It's kind of more of the same. He's just younger Tanner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. i not, not, I'm not saying him but specifically. You're a, a, I'm just a saying. proven commodity. Yes, yes. Go after someone who's like, okay, they've been to an NFC title game. They've been to a Super Bowl. Like someone that like, you know, like, okay, we know that they can perform. We've seen them perform. 
with rookie quarterbacks and taking just your dipping your toes into the draft waters, I hate that. I that is my least favorite thing that NFL franchises do, and I think they put all their stock into guys before they're ready. And I think that I think that's why nine out of ten rookie quarterbacks like fail. I think that's a lot why a lot of times you don't see them succeed because we live in this microwave society where everyone wants everything instantly and with sometimes you just have to wait. Sometimes you just have to have that patience. Now, with that said, I'm also impatient right now. And I that's why I want to go with a proven commodity rather than a rookie quarterback was because I think one, they're already proven. And two, a rookie quarterback, it's hit or miss. It's fit, it's less than 50% really uh, as to whether or not they pan out. So and yeah, just because you draft a rookie quarterback doesn't mean he's going to turn into a top 10 player. Like what if you draft a rookie quarterback and he's no better than, you know, 15th or 16th in the league. Then, then what have you done? I, mean, I don't you sure, think you, sure need, you, get, you I, get away with like four yeah. cheap years at the front uh, on his deal. Right. But I, I think it's, I think, see, and that's the thing. Hard. I think, I feel like every NFL team is just looking to play the lottery every single year. They're looking to play the lottery by drafting a rookie quarterback. And that's what you're doing. You're essentially, you're just playing the lottery, hoping that ticket pans out to get a, Aaron Rodgers to get a Tom Brady to get in even in like an Eli Manning or a Peyton Manning. And, and they're never, they're very rarely that. And, but, but what do you do? Then you, then when that quarterback blows up and, and after his rookie deal is done, then you move on to the next lottery ticket and you try and find that. And that's when you, you find yourself in quarterback, uh, this quarterback cycle and the Titans were in it for a long time after Steve McNair, well, I guess after Kerry Collins, Vince Young, I'd say uh, they were in this quarterback cycle. And it, that's a scary place to be as an NFL fan. It's a scary place to be. And it's one that it's very hard to get out of because you really just you don't know what's I mean, remember, like when we would get excited when Matt Hasselbeck would start games <laughs> like it's not fun. Those that it's not fun as a as an NFL fan. You want something proven. and. I, and like, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like, and, and you don't need, you don't need a top five quarterback in the position. Sure. That helps that that's when you get to like Super Bowl contender every year type conversation. But I think for the Titans, usually they're talented enough across the board where they top only 15. need, like, I was going to say they, they need a top 12 quarterback, like top 10 is ideal, but like, and I think that's for at least the first two years, that's what Ryan Tannehill was for the Titans. And then last year, obviously, kind of slipped when, as yeah. the whole offense kind of regressed. But th that's like for the Titans, like that's really all you need. And then I think you can, I think you can find that success just based off of the other foundations within the franchise. Yeah, I mean, I, the Titans are capable of putting enough around a quarterback to where they don't have to get a Mahomes. They don't have, I mean, sure, God, everyone wants a Mahomes. Everyone wants a Josh Allen. Well, yeah, I, th th those are those are literally the winning t lottery tickets. You're not you going to find the people those. You, you on could... the news from, from Hendersonville, Tennessee, winning the Tennessee Powerball, and you're like, man, I wish I could win $10 million like they won. The lottery, well, playing the lottery is a tax on the poor. But when you're playing the draft lottery, you're not losing $20 for scratch-off tickets if that quarterback doesn't pan out. You're losing at least you know three to five years to where you're right. actually a contender in, in your conference. The, that, the penalty for missing out with that lottery ticket that you have, maybe at the top of the draft, whether it's at 11 or it ends up being at three for the Titans, that penalty is much more significant. Than just rolling the dice, you know, walking back home, bringing twenty dollars tomorrow, buying more tickets. It's a bad habit to get into. Yeah, but, I mean, the punishment for missing at the top of the draft is very severe because I mean, you're you're gonna want to wait. You're gonna want to wait out and see if that this quarterback will pan out. The Niners, who just got Lance in twenty twenty one, there's they they're still trying to figure out what to do with Lance. He can't get on the field, and now they've got Mister Irrelevant probably starting the season when, when he comes back from elbow surgery. So it's a trap. But you've got to be you've got to be damn sure if you're going to trade up and go get somebody. I'm going to go back to this Niners and Dolphins trade for Lance and outline kind of what the Niners had to give up to go get a quarterback who, sure, I mean, he was highly touted at the time, but he was coming out of North Dakota State. Didn't, hadn't, hadn't played a lot of college games. 
the Niners gave up not only their 12th pick in 2021 to move up to three, they gave up a first-round pick in 2022, a first-round pick in 2023, and a third-round compensatory or compensatory pick as well. So two firsts and a third to make that jump. I'd imagine that's probably the price tag for the Titans right now. I mean, it may be even more expensive. Inflation did. Inflation, yeah, you got to factor that in. I mean, the, the, the collapse of the dollar, who knows how that plays into this. But, I mean, it's it's a sticky situation, and I don't know that the Titans are in a position to where they can afford to give up first-round picks in the next two drafts and have a quarterback there who is still going to be young. Sure, you save a lot of money. Uh, maybe get $30 million if you move on from Tannehill, and you can bring in talent to help out the young quarterback, but you're still multiple pieces away. The Titans aren't a quarterback in a way, a quarterback away. No, no, no. And and that's the thing too. It's like, I'm okay. Like staying at 11. I'm okay. Getting a, a, a solid offensive tackle or offensive guard or receiver. You know? Todd McShay, mock Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Titans. Or I yeah. Be, or a would, wide receiver. I would love that. I would yes. love that at 11. Like imagine getting drafting like a Justin Jefferson, which I think is more of a sure thing. Like, I think you can, and you can see immediate results from a draft pick of a position player than you can from a quarterback. And I agree. Easier I, to evaluate. Just, right. And so I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm look, look, if you're going to use those assets for, to move up, to draft a quarterback, why not use those same assets to just trade for a quarterback? One that has already has years of stats and 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 a, a resume built up at the NFL level and yeah, instead the, of just instead of just moving your way up for another lottery ticket if you move on from Tannehill I mean and you look across the league for potential options Jimmy G's with the Raiders now so I mean you've got Lamar Jackson who's still being shopped and his price seems to be going down by the day you've got Kirk Cousins who the Vikings aren't committing to past this season and he's the same age as Tannehill so I don't know what that solves really um it, it's it's a it's a it's a tough position. I, do you wait till next year? Is next year's quarterback class going to be better than this year's? Who I mean, we're not even high on this year's class. There's a couple guys at the top of the draft, but I mean, if Stroud or Young falls past three, I say I say push the button. Go get move up to three. Go get your guy. I, I think that one of those two players would be worth the first round picks that you're going to have to give up. But hey, I'm not anyone I'm behind not, them. I don't think so. Even I don't know. And look, maybe this is maybe I'm just too in the weeds, but it's like, okay, a guy, uh do you want a quarterback of a team who didn't even win the SEC last year and a or a quarterback of a team that didn't even win the Big Ten last year? Well, the Heisman's I think kind of play in as well. Bryce Young's a Heisman winner. CJ Stroud's got all the talent in the world. I mean, you can tell. It's it's not all about having success on the field. I, I mean, mean, Toby Gerhardt was a Heisman uh, candidate. Yeah, but if so. if if that's how, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, then why didn't Vince Young work out? You know, it's it, with quarterbacks. There's multiple layers that you kind of have to. Vince Young, I'll I'll say this: Vince Young did work out for a couple of years. We no, got I, two, okay, sure, two good two good years out of Vince Young, but. Uh, well, a year and a half because he because he sat he sat on the bench for half the year. With what he did in college, you would have thought that maybe he would be one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the NFL, just on what he did in college. Sure, sure. And I think they with I Matt Liner, like Liner won everything in college. He sucked in the pros. Hang on, let's go. Let's run down this hypothetical real quick. If Vince Young, hypothetically, and look, I'm not even gonna like go into what I think went wrong with Vince Young because I, I think it's all just you know mental health we'll chalk it up as let's say the mental health of Vince Young stays straight throughout does do the Titans go down a trajectory of him being basically the Titans like Lamar Jackson like where it's like he's he's their guy for years well yeah you'd have to think right I mean, Vince Young was his own worst enemy in Tennessee. Right. right. I, I don't know that Jeff Fisher necessarily helped that because Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher wanted Leonard from the start. Yeah. Vince Young was Bud Adams' guy. So yeah. that I mean, that probably wasn't exactly fair for Young to walk into. But again, Vy, I mean, he made a few wrong turns himself. Yeah, and that wasn't just on the night where he was missing. Yeah, somewhere there's a Tennessee Titans fan with his shoulder pads. <laughs> I want I want to shake that guy's hand. 
the you know what before we get into this next part uh we're gonna our our, our good old buddy jared stillman who i still really want to get on this podcast i want to get home on this podcast so bad um the uh he is going he he was absolutely blasted by uncle jim but before we get into that let's first get a word from our friends with betmgm Enjoy all of your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. So our good old dear Uncle Jim Wyatt, uh, who's actually on uh, Up and Adams today with Kay Adams. Hey, Uncle Jim. Moving on up. Well done, my man. Well done. Uh, he did his weekly mailbag. And you know what? I kind of just want to read this. I'm just going to read this out about Justin Tibbs from Dyersburg, Tennessee, wrote into uncle Jim's mailbag and said, first off, I'd like to pay my respect to those kids and also teachers and their families who lives came crashing down due to another tragedy caused by reckless gun violence. It's really a shame. This keeps happening in our country moving forward on a positive note. It's a great, our Titans seem to show love every time something bad happens around the community. And that's awesome. My question, have you had a chance to talk with KB as in Kevin Byard? or at least caught wind of what's really going on with this so-called drama pay cut situation. And will it get resolved with both parties happy? Kevin is one of my favorite Titans and a rock star for our defense. His leadership and play speaks for itself. Thanks for your time and insight, Jim. God bless Nashville and tighten up. Why oh, yeah. does that question make like the arms on my hair stand up? That was just such a good question. It was it was a it was a good question. And he like very well worded. Like, yeah, and he covered like three different like topics within one question. And like I was like, it was like I had no idea when I started reading it. I was like, I have no idea where he's gonna end up with this. And then it just ended with a simple Kevin Byard pay cut situation question. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right, cool. Because like when you get when you get and uh when you get like little clips of like Uncle Jim's mailbag tweeted out you know like a lot of times it comes from like no context titans or buck will tweet them out which this buck tweeted this one out yeah i'm like i'm like oh where are we going with this like it's like i'm like waiting i'm like rubbing my hands i'm like ooh, you know i'm like i'm i'm that meme of that guy in the yellow jacket popping out spice adams popping mm -hmm. out from behind the tree I'm like ooh, what we got okay um and this one did not disappoint jim says Appreciate you taking the time, Justin. I have not talked to Kevin in the past few weeks, but I did talk to GM Rand Carthon about the situation at the NFL owners meetings. One thing he set the record straight on, Kevin did not ask the Titans to release him. This was erroneously reported by 1025's Jared Stillman, whose only scoops come from Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I would. <laughs> so Hello. Savage. 911. Yes. I'd like to come. I'd like to. I'd like to call in a murder on the internet. My goodness. What? Jim. I mean, that's just, you rarely get that from Jim. And like the 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 multi level layer of this joke too, which I don't think Jim maybe thought of, and if he did, then then my respect for him just shoots through the roof. But the fact that he said that Jared Stillman's only scoops come from Baskin Robbins, 
Baskin Robbins known for being it, Baskin Robbins known for their 31 flavors. 31. The number that Kevin Byard wears. It's multi-level, <laughs> dude. Multi, it's it's scoop upon scoop upon scoop upon topping upon topping. Boom. Whipped cream off the top. Cherry. Boom. Jim Wyatt. Just a savage. Savage. And you would never, you would never be able to know that, like, just from the sweetness, kind, gentle soul, the man who allowed us to do a socks report. Jim Wyatt, your uncle, Jack. Jack, your uncle. That's why he's the did goat. You, did you know he was the savage? You know, he usually only uses his powers for good. But uh, I, I think he I think he took a little step into the dark side of this one. But I, I think it was completely necessary. Right? Yeah. Look, and again, I've said this every time we bring up Mr. Stillman. I personally, I like Jared Stillman. I, I, am, I, am, uh, I am friends with him. I, I, I think he does. He's really good at what he does. With that said, I mean, my man, my man is in the burn unit at Vanderbilt hospital right now. Like just absolutely scorched earth and covered in bandages. I don't know if we'll recognize him next time we see him. (laughs) I don't just, um, I, and look, and we talked about it last week. Jared is a guy who reported that Aaron Rodgers was coming to Nashville because he bought a home in, in Nashville. Like he was the Titans next quarterback or whatever. The rule is if Jared Stillman reports something, just, just double check it with someone else, you know, right. Once someone else confirms it, sure. Run with it. But if it's Jared Stillman just by himself, his track record is, is a little patchy. Unless it comes from Jared Stillman's dad. Yeah, that's that's good enough to run with. Yeah, Uh, Jared Stillman's dad, probably the only credible source in the Stillman family. But um, (laughs) but yeah, I would love to get Jared Stillman on this podcast. Honestly, I want to get Jared Stillman on this podcast and I've wanted to get Jared Stillman on this podcast. I want I want that to happen because I would I want to just talk with him. I want to talk with him and. One, I want to talk Titans with him because I don't agree with any of his takes when it comes to the Titans. <laughs> Surely there's one. I mean, there might be one. You there just might haven't heard be it one. yet. Well, and that's kind of why I want to bring him on is I want to find that common ground. What's one thing we agree on? Like, you know, like, is the sky gonna be, blue? I don't think it's going to be Tannehill. Is the sky blue and are the Titans two-tone blue? Discuss. All right. Can we like let's well the sky's the actually clear. It's a reflection of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I want base level, base level just Titans topics to see if we can find a commonality between us. But um, but yeah, but anyway, that we I just that was I mean, freaking Jim Wyatt is like the Omar from the wire. Like he is just when he comes into town. Everyone goes fleeing into their into their homes. You Jim's do not a, want to upset Uncle Jim Wyatt. Yeah, and especially um, not when the Dodgers are struggling. Okay, Ooh. like like if the Dodgers are struggling, maybe save that question for next week's mailbag when they pick up a couple wins. I guarantee you, Uncle Jim wrote this mailbag Sunday night after the Dodgers lost two to one to the mm-hmm. diamondbacks. Exactly. He was probably like, are you kidding me? Four hits, four hits is the best this Dodgers team can do. And, and then, yeah. And he's probably thinking, ah, oh, that's it. Where's my keyboard. <laughs> and he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm typing up. A, uh, oh, well, Justin Tibbs. Oh, you want to ask about Kevin Byron? Well, I'm I sick. I have to be, keep reporting on this. Because that stupid idiot that one two five Jared Stone is only scoops come from Baskin Robbins. <laughs> the, 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 more like Jared Stillman, more like DCBY, the country's biggest yo-yo. <laughs> Be careful during baseball season with Uncle Jim. I'm telling you. I'm 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 just telling you. You got to be careful. Yeah. In fact, before you submit a question into the mailbag for Jared, for Uncle Jim, just check and see what the Dodgers did the night before. You just know, just look at the score. Look at the score. That's that's all you got to do. If they win, proceed. If they lose, be careful what you ask. 
All right. Last thing we're going to get into, and this comes via a Tupper, a Tupper who is shooting up the leaderboards for us. And uh, without question, Tupper of the week named Mm -hmm. already. And um, I want you to know that I have not read this all the way through. I've saved this to read live on this podcast. Okay. So you're going to get my authentic reaction to this. But Jack, Jack, you've read this, correct? I read it. I I read it and responded. I was amazed, quite frankly. Okay, so, and I believe, do you want to go ahead and set this up? A couple weeks ago, we asked for the last successful onside kick that the Titans have. have I don't remember how gotten, it came right? up in conversation, but yeah, no, it was the rule changes. I think this was last week. Okay. We were talking about the rule changes and how, you know, they shot down the proposal to instead of onside kicking, you know, have like a, a fourth and 20 situation. That's right. Yeah. And we made the joke that that kind of stinks for the Titans because we would much, we'd have a much easier time getting an onside kick than converting a fourth <laughs> and 20 with last year's but, offense. But, but when we said that, we were like, well, wait, I, uh, I don't remember the last time the Titans actually converted on an onside right. kick. Right, but we still agreed that it, it didn't matter the last time. It, we'll, even we'll if take they those never had one in their franchise history, yeah, it's still better odds based off of last year's offense. But we asked for intel into the last time the Titans recovered an onside kick. And we got this DM from our guy, Marcus Hall, uh, which I I don't have his uh, Twitter account handy. I, I think it's Marcus. Marcus, it's Marcus something. Um, if you can look that out for me, Jack, but Marcus Hall writes second week in a row, uh, some dude slide in your DM took a little digging, but I found it and you're like, found it. Okay. What do you got here? Last Titans onside kick recovery 2013. And he writes safety. George Wilson recovered an onside kick in week one versus Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh's onside kick attempt though, but the recovery did seal a dub for the Titans. Speaking of safeties, Austin asked on the Sode, is it worse to open the season with a failed onside kick or a step back into the end zone safety on the kickoff? Coincidentally, that safety happened that game. The Titans won. So the answer to the question is obviously the former. Anyway, what also happened that game? Some guy named Jackie Battle vultured a three-yard rushing touchdown from away from CJ2K, which probably ans- angered CJ fantasy owners everywhere, namely myself. Mm, sorry about that. Jackie also made a huge play later that year in what would help secure the Titans' last successful onside kick. December 15th, 2013, at home versus Arizona. Jackie Battle. Jackie Battle. That's a freaking remember the Titan Hall of Famer right there. Titans set up for an onside kick after a field goal by Titans legend Rob Baronis. Rest in peace. Pulled them within seven late in the fourth. Hall of Famer Larry Larry Fitzgerald was on the Arizona hands team and actually catches the onside kick. That is... Until Jackie Battle smashes Fitzgerald <laughs> midair and knocks the ball loose. The ball is then recovered by Damian Stafford. Great. My, Remember the Titans in this. My gosh, we were in a dark era of Titans football. Recovered by Damian Stafford, who played, you guessed it, safety. And also whose wiki sadly does not note his important place in Titans history of recovering their last successful onside kick. Where are Wikipedia editors at? You need to go in there and change that ASAP. Get in there. Damian Stafford's Wikipedia page and say he was the he's he recovered the Titans most recent onside kick. <laughs> successful onside kick. Um, he writes. Titans went on to tie the game with a touchdown pass from Ryan Fitzmagic to wide receiver Michael Preston. God, this is depressing kind of now. I mean, his second of the day. First of all, (laughs) do you remember a first touchdown from Michael Preston, let alone two in a single game? Dude, I don't think I remember Michael Preston. (laughs) Michael Preston. I thought when he said Michael Preston, I thought he was making a joke. I thought it was like like a Titans fan on Titans Twitter known named Michael Preston. I, who the hell is Michael Preston? I, I feel like I was just, I didn't even drink back then, but I feel like I was drunk throughout the Titans, like 2010s, like the entire (laughs) decade. 
You blacked it out uh, on purpose. I blacked it out on purpose. So Michael Preston, his second of the day, some are calling it the NWI game before the NWI game. That's a strong <laughs> pull there, Marcus. Well done. He said, sadly, the Titans lost in overtime by a field goal. Well, yeah, it was the early surprise. Me. It was the early 2010s. Yeah. You're not expecting them to come out with a win. He says, only question now is what are we going to do for the potential 10 year anniversary of the Titans last successful onside kick recovery? Jack. Schedule the tweet. Do, we got to do something big, dude. Schedule the tweet. Okay. It's been 10 years since the Titans last recovered an onside kick recovery. All right. What What's the date? December 15th. This is December 15th. Yep. 2000, 2013. Okay. So December 15th. I'm going to put that in my calendar. We're going to say something. And then, he, and then he sends another DM. Sorry for the length. The connections were too good. And I was bored at work. Haha. <laughs> Look, Marcus, whenever you're bored at work, feel free to send us jewel of content like this. This is well done by you, my that, man. That just doesn't go to just Marcus either. If any of y'all are bored at work, just hit us up. I oh, mean, just hit us up. In if fact, you got this when kind you, of stuff, hit us up. When you're bored at work, let us be the first people you think of and hit us up and hit us up and just send us random Titans gems and we will... Of Gladly. I mean, this is what we asked for in the so titles. You know, just whenever you think of something random from the Titans, send it to us. This is what this podcast is all about. Okay. Talking Titans and just just riffing on Titans. You know, like this is like literally the conversations Jack would have would have if we went and grabbed a beer at a bar about the Titans. <laughs> and this is exactly what we would do if we grabbed a beer with Marcus Hall. We would have this same exact conversation about the Titans' last onside kick recovery, and we would bring up names like Jackie Battle and Damian Stafford, and then we'd be like, and Michael Preston. We'd be like, who the hell is Michael Preston? And we'd all rack our brains for a minute and be like, okay, I think we just made that one up. But the rest are all great. Remember the Titans. You can find Marcus Hall on Twitter at allmarcus22. Go follow him. That deserves a follow. Go follow Marcus 22. That, my goodness. That reminds me, Austin. And I'd forgotten that I'd done this before. But I think I've reached out to Jackie Battle about coming on this podcast. Maybe I circle <laughs> back. Maybe I circle back to him. What do you think? Is, does he? You... Yeah. Oh, I did. July 7th, 2020. I asked him to come on the podcast. He didn't hey, respond. We, that is, no, we are. You need to reach back out. You need to reach back out and say, Jackie, we learned something huge on our podcast about you and your career, and we need you to come on and talk about it. Jackie Battle, his his uh, what do you call it? Your like your featured image on Twitter is him in his Titans jersey. Look, I'll do do it, do it. Make the play. We're gonna get two guys that we want on this podcast: Jackie Battle and Jared Battle. AKA Jared Stillman <laughs> <laughs> and have them battle it out. Look, it's the off season. This is the best time to have Jackie battle on the podcast. Yeah. If um, there, if there's a time to have them, it's, it's probably now I agree. Ma Marcus Hall. Congratulations. Uh, this earned you a follow from the tighten up podcast. We definitely, we, you earned our follow. That was incredible. Well done. This is why we freaking love doing this podcast. And it's not just lip services at this point. Because you tuppers are incredible. And the, some of the best listeners in all of podcasting, like the fact that you, first of all, you listen to us, these tighten up idiots every single week, but then you contribute to it and you make this podcast better with your so titles, with your freaking DMs about Jackie battles onside kick recovery <laughs> from everything. Michael Preston. We, sliding into Jared Stillman's mentions and uh, whenever we ask you to like it has been I, I cannot get over how great this this fan base for this podcast is that 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 we've built and I'm I can't I, I'm just excited for it to get even bigger and we get more of you on board and we make sanity out of what is already driving us insane and that's being Titans fans <laughs> but uh, well done all across the board. Can't thank you enough, Marcus Hall. Jack, I think, I mean, I don't think there's anything else we need to get to, right? Again, Anthony no. Lehman will hold us accountable. Uh, again, another great Tupper. Uh, will hold us accountable if we miss anything. But um, is there is there anything I'm missing? Nope. Um, just on the way out, 
that women's national championship game was pretty cool, even though it was a blowout. What? what? Okay, I don't. Yeah, disagree. I'm gonna get that I in. Actually, I'm gonna squeeze I actually that wa- in. I actually watched it. It was great. Um, but wh- what? <laughs> let, let the girls banter. I, I like I like a little banter on the court. Little oh, banter. you oh you're getting into the whole debate thing. Yeah, the, every, uh, everyone's on a side. I, this is my only platform, so. Let let the girls banter. Let them talk. I'm, shit. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I I have no problem with it one one way or the other. I think I it was know. cool, but that's that's the. You asked if I had anything. That's that was at the top of my mind. Um, Do you have ooh, anything? Here, yeah, uh, you know, coming off the combine, um, I'm just getting this breaking news. We, you know, we've got you know, it's, it's a big month. Well, I guess last month was a big month for measurements. You know, you the big thing, Bryce Young. How tall is he? You know, hand size. Where, where is everyone? Where is everyone coming across? Uh, height and weight, all of that. Breaking news: New York police have listed Donald Trump's weight at two hundred and seventy pounds. No so, way. Yeah. What you think it should be more or less? I'm surprised it's two set. He's pretty tall, but like, he's yeah, he's like six four. Should we get? Look, if if he doesn't end up running. For president, should the Titans look into Donald Trump at left tackle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think his lateral quickness is where we need it to be. I mean, look, the Titans have a history of getting left tackles who fall into legal trouble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, uh, he could probably help figure out how to fix the salary cap issue by hiding some money. I mean, that that's the only place I really see him fitting in. I mean, look, all I'm saying is... Uh, the Titans should be exploring all offs, uh, all options this offseason. That's one, right? Six four two seventy. I mean, you, you look for that, yeah, right? Like that's pretty. That's pretty solid. I'm actually going to see if I can find the a- actual. I'm I'm literally googling Donald Trump height weight. Um. Oh, he's six three two forty. Well, he's listed six three two forty three, but. I mean, the cut, we haven't updated on the, on the weight. He, he put on 30 pounds of, of I'm what I'm only assuming is muscle, pure muscle. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So there we go. There we go. Little women's women's, um, women's basketball talk and indictment talk. Anything else we want to, any other like hot button issues we want to cover on the way out the door? Abortion. Where do we stand on that? No, let's not. Let's, let's stop where we are now. I don't know. Look, if, if we we also have to bank some topics for the, the next few weeks. I mean, we got to do anything and everything we can before we start talking about mock drafts. I want to know when the New York police is going to release Donald Trump's 40 time. <laughs> How does he do in the three cone drill? <laughs> See him in, in like a foot ladder, one of those foot or uh, what's that drill that Kyle Phillips does so well? It is the, it la- is the, the it ladder is the drill. Ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, could you see a little? Donnie T just I bet back in his day he could move it a little bit. Oh, are you kidding me? You can't be that size and not be athletic, right? It's kind of like how uh Mike Herndon always complains that people always ask him if he played basketball because he's so damn tall. Well, I'm it's why didn't you play basketball? Why didn't you play basketball, Mike Herndon? That's on you, dude. Don't get on us. I mean, you're six seven. You should be. Yeah, is so un- ungodly tall. <sighs> anyway, all right. Well, we are uh, we are gonna get out of here. Um, it's been uh, uh, great. So, thank you guys so much again, uh, Tuppers. You're incredible. Please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave a rating and a review. Um, thank you to those of you who have. Remember, when you leave your rating, give us five stars, and then in the comment section, just put four and a half of these stars are going to the Tighten Up Idiots. Point five stars go to uh, go to Buck and or Baskin Robbins or Baskin Robbins. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe point three stars go to Baskin Robbins. Point two stars go to Buck and four and a half stars yeah. go to the top. Half star goes to Buck and thirty one scoops go to the top. <laughs> thirty. Oh my god. Thirty one scoops I, go to go to Baskin Robbins is probably the better way. I I cannot get over that. Okay, uh, where, where you please. Follow us at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack A Gentry. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. We encourage you to do so. Let's make uh, let's make Twitter uh, 
more fun for Titans fans. Uh, and I think Jack and I, we at least try to do that. So you can uh, join us in doing that. And um, same thing with Instagram. Uh, all right, Jack, I've already asked you what you got for the road, right? No more women's basketball talk or anything. No, no, nothing, nothing besides that. That um, game was awesome. I did watch it. I did watch it just for the record. And Caitlin Clark is so cool. Caitlin Clark is too. Well, so is Angel Reese. Yeah, but like, right. I, I just, I, I've never seen like a player like Clark who pulls up from so deep in the women's game. It was pretty wild. She was like shooting some like Steph Curry type shots and like just like off the dribble too. It was, it was nuts. Anyway, you know what? Um, we said we would come in here and do an hour. We're at an hour and five right now, I think. And if it wasn't for women's talk or if we just didn't ask each other what we had for the road, knowing that we probably would just have random things for the road. I think we could have accomplished our goal today. Yeah, but we can't. We can't. We physically, we're not allowed to. Contractually, we're not allowed to go on. We have to, we have to, go we have to add filler. So that way we talk about Donald Trump's combine results uh, in the meantime. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Well, um, this has been fun. Uh, I guess until next week. Um, wait. Wait. With all that said, I guess until next week. Tighten, Tighten up. up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans.